Hello. Hello. Hi everybody and welcome back to Industry Tactics. Friendly Rich here and delighted to be back this week on the podcast episode number 112. A chat with Kelly Sloan. We play some new music that she's been working on. And uh, we go all we go all over the place. We talk about how she was a shepherd, a, even a death auditor. I mean, there's some interesting... Her path is so interesting and all the wonderful things that she shares. So buckle up. This is a, an awesome chat with Kelly Sloan. episode this is but we are with kelly yeah. sloan that's me you, you you pronounced it weird but you it's cool why because oh, yeah, i was yeah. gonna go Slo- Slonovich. that's um, what i was gonna say. yeah sloan sloan so you say it kelly welcome you're in a beautiful room Thank if you. i don't say so myself a lot of wood a lot of wood a lot of wood in uh at least nice brown, maybe not all wood, but a lot of nice brown. <laughs> it's my grandma's uh, bedroom suite. Holy smoke. Yeah, my grandpa refinished it. Oh, man, that is charming. That is charming. Yeah. That is charming. It's like nicotine, baby. Oh, that is nice. That is. Was your grandma a smoker? Yeah, come on. Grandpa was. Grandpa was a smoker. Now... My grandpa used to smoke too. He would just put, he would light the Craven A. He'd leave it in the ashtray. He maybe took two puffs and then he'd let the whole thing, just this long thing of ash. Yeah. Uh, so your grandpa was a smoker. Yeah. Yeah. He was a sailor and a smoker, mostly a drinker though. Uh, oh, th- those are three good, uh, good little, uh, good little items. Good little nuggets for grandpa Slonovich. Yeah. Makes for exciting parties, you know. Yeah. Family get-togethers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, we're we're uh, so. Tell me a little bit about your grandparents before we get into you, into your life here. What, uh, what? Apart from being a drinker, a smoker, and a sailor, and leaving a beautiful bedroom suite set here for you. Mm. Well, what other? Uh, what else did they teach you? Um. Well, I loved my grandparents dearly. Um, my, I, they were, yes. They were are, they, are they gone or have they, have they le- is that why you have the bed set? They've left? Yeah, I just lost the last one last year, I think. Oh, man. I'm yeah, sorry. I'm sorry. Them. But, you know, that happens. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, uh, 
the, the sailor's wife, my grandma Vera, she was great. Um, her parents came over from Belarus and um, bought a house on Bellwoods Avenue for $1,500. Wow. Um, yeah. And uh, hey, when is so they that? Grew what, up, what, yeah. when, when would that have been? Like, do you, do you have an idea? I think they bought it in early 40s. Wow. And sold it, I think, in 90 for, you know, 800,000. And now it's probably like 3 mm-hmm. million. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's too bad. Anyway, so yeah, they grew up in the Russian community here in Toronto. And um, my dad's from Northern Ireland. So my grandparents are also from there. Okay. Um, I look like my dad's mom. Is that Vera uh, or? No, uh, Sheila. Sheila and Desmond are the Irish ones. Okay. Obviously. Okay. okay. And then Vera and Gord, of course. Very Canadian. Vera and Gord. And Gord was the sailor. Yeah. Hey, do you remember a long time ago I gave you all these old Toronto coral books? No. I dropped off a box of old books at your office at the school. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, 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 yes, yes. That's from Vera and Gord. They used to be in choirs together. Oh, you said coral. I heard coal. I was like, coal? Oh, yeah, no, that's weird. Coal books. For sure. oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. So Vera sang. Coral. Coral. Kind of. I mean, I think it was just a thing to do. Mm-hmm. um back then as a, mm-hmm. a social thing to be in choirs um, oh, but the only musician as far as we can tell was uh desmond um yeah. Yeah. my grandpa paternal grandfather he played violin in the belfast philharmonic oh wow 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 yeah and, and okay. he gave it up to race motorcycles or something. So. great choice I think that's yeah. great. I would I would throw all of this away to start racing motorcycles. Wouldn't like what the fuck are we doing with music? We should just get into Well, I mean, there's a lot of street racing right now. We there could is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. probably get into some street racing on the What's that? Yeah. You're getting a little choppy there. You're did you hear racing. me or did I did I sound like a robot? You went a little teleborg there for a second. Yeah. Street racing was when I lost you. It's okay. Yeah. I mean, we could get into it. Music. Well, how is it for you right now? Um, Music is a, is a challenging uh, grind. You sort of learn the pecking order as I don't know when this podcast will come out, but Live streaming was recently, uh, what, uh, deemed unacceptable in the current state of uh, affairs here in Ontario, Canada. So, well, it's very dangerous. Yeah, it's a dangerous activity playing to an empty club, as we've known for years. Yeah. Um, Yeah, no, it's it's a challenge. We'll get into it. I want to know how you're coping, how you're uh, how you're doing. Um, Oh, good. Yeah, that's why we're here. Let's get into the career and life and times of Kelly Slonovich. I've been looking forward to this all week. What can you Wonderful. tell me about what can you tell me about yourself? 
Um, where do you, where do you begin? Like, are you specific? Where do you begin? Are you are you like a with your musical path? I know you've got roots in. You grew up in Ottawa. Is that wrong to say or no? Yeah, for sure. Okay. Wrong. Um, oh, it's wrong. Yeah, Shit. It, okay. <laughs> no, I mean we're specific about that. It's the Ottawa Valley. It's a Ooh. different. It's a yeah. different thing. So wait, when you say Ottawa Valley, are you have we talked about this before? Are you talking Pembroke? Uh, that is in the valley, but I'm from Elmont. From um, Elmont, Ontario. Yeah. Home of the yeah, Puppetry Festival. Yeah. And Dr. James Naismith. Creator of? Basketball. Basketballs. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, and now it's the home of all Christmas Hallmark romance movies. Oh wow! Uh, that's where they film them. That's great. That's a great like economic engine for a, like. There's worse things for a town to be known for. Yeah, it's really beautiful. So, so it's, it's like Christmas all year all year round. It's like everything is Hallmark beauty. It's usually American Christmas all Sick. year. Amazing, yeah. amazing, amazing, amazing. Yeah. Um, great. And what was that like for you growing up in Almont? That's a, that's got a small town vibe to it, doesn't it? Yeah, I had about uh, 4,500 people uh, yeah, when I yeah. was growing up. Um, yeah, it was good. It's, uh, you know, I had friends, you know, from grade one until, I mean, I still have them. We're still close. Um, <laughs> it would have been great so, if you were just like, I had friends from grade one until, until grade 12, year. and then I'm out. I'm out. Yeah. yeah. You still have them. That's nice. Yeah, we're tight. It's good. Um, cool, cool. Um, so yeah, I actually went to Canterbury for a semester. We know that school. That's a good art school. Yeah. I was there for a semester and uh, I dropped out because I wanted to play sports and that wasn't their focus. You wanted to, Um, you, you wanted to do sports. What's that? Yeah. Sports. Yeah. It's a big part of my life. I didn't know that. All the sports teams. Yeah. What what sport? True. Like what was the sport you leaned towards? I like how it's just sports. Uh well I still play soccer. Okay. Um like on a competitive team and well, you know, I'm kind of talking like pre-COVID. I'm not doing anything right now. Mm-hmm. Um but uh yeah, in high school I was on the track team, I did hurdles, I was on the four by one relay team. We broke mm-hmm. the school record. Um oh. Oh. Yeah, soccer, basketball, volleyball. So Canterbury didn't really resonate when you went there or what? No, no. And you know what? Uh, yeah, I just didn't really fit in. I just haven't really fit into like, yeah. I'm just noticing this now. Um, yeah, I didn't, everyone just wanted to like, I don't know, uh, practice and mm-hmm. act things out and stuff at mm-hmm. break and I don't know I just kind of wanted to be a teenager and I don't know were you about just, to, were you about to say that you're like I've never really fit in uh yeah what? I just didn't want to say that so early in the interview 
<laughs> well, I mean, you're in. The, you're welcome to the right. You're at. It's just right, get right down to it. Okay? This is the right. This is the right podcast for you. I mean, I, I initially kind of thought I'd. Bi- I don't know what the podcast is over the years, but I thought I'd bill it as like when it first started out. I was really tr- interested in outsider artists, and I don't mm. know. I don't know if like yeah, like that that sentiment of not fitting in. Definitely, I I I uh, I I understand where you're coming from there, and and yeah, like throughout high school, even among other artists, you get that vibe, like it's cl- it's cliquey in a lot of ways, right? So um, yeah, get into it early. What the hell? We're not don't don't well, save just, it. You know, it was always just kind of um, it wasn't everything to me. Uh, I just yeah. I wanted to do lots of things and uh, music was a part of it. And yeah, I guess, you know, I never really thought about doing music. I didn't ask my parents to do it or anything. I just always, I guess my mom heard me singing in the backseat along to her music and, you know, I was singing in tune. So she signed me up for voice lessons and here I am a million years later, I'm still doing it. And you went you went quite far with your, your studies and, 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 and your ability there with, with your journey as a, as a singer, right? Like it's, can I you, think so. yeah. Can you give a, a bit of that, like a, where you went with it, how you got to this point? Um, yeah. I, mom put me in lessons and being in a small town, there were a lot of options and the music program in high school, they basically put me in grade 12 music. Mm-hmm. And in nine, there wasn't much there. Um, so I got private lessons, um, and classical was the only option, really, if you wanted to learn voice. So I just started doing the RCM Royal Conservatory piano and okay. voice. Okay. Um, went to grade, I did my grade nine voice, but um, uh, piano, I was a bit. I was a wayward creature. Oh. You, you know, you, for, you we do? would have recitals and stuff, and yeah, and yeah. they would um, you have to like prepare a piece, right? But I just yeah. I didn't feel like doing that. I would always say, "Well, I'm just gonna, you know, figure it out when I get up there," which would probably make my piano teacher, whose name was Marilee Mansfield, by the way, which is a really perfect piano teacher name. She was <laughs> wonderful. And she always left the space beside my name blank in the program. And so uh-huh. I'd just go up there and just make up something. Oh, that's cool. Mm-hmm. And this is in Almont or no? Yeah. 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 Usually at a church, you know? Yeah, 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 yeah. Mm-hmm. So she just put your name and you went up there and improvised? Yeah. Yeah, this one time wow. she uh, she said, okay, Kelly, it's your turn. Come on up. And That's cool. What are you going to play? And I <laughs> I don't know why or what possessed me, but I, de- <laughs> I decided to do a um, Last of the Mohicans Braveheart medley. Whoa. And That's yeah, random. I just played, yeah, super random. Really weird kid. Really Whoa. weird. Whoa. Uh, it's pretty good, though. I don't even know who wrote good. who wrote that score. It sounds like it was golden. Yeah, it was. That score got uh, w- w- uh got by me. Who who uh? <laughs> I don't know. I was watching. You know the we had three 
three or four VHS yeah. movies. Yeah. And yeah. Last yeah. Lonely Heakins was one of them. Okay. Okay. Is that something? Back to front. Isn't it something I was just talking with a, another friend about this idea of like having less access to all the stuff, right? So it's like you had you had four movies on VHS and you decided to what lift one of the scores for piano like you didn't even have the 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 sheet music for it you just went for it you you yeah i just took excerpts from i like both that. movies and blended them together like the chase scene and that's cool that's really cool yeah. that's yeah. really cool wow yeah. well thank Super you that's a cool. window in that's a window into into your your uh your your musical upbringing in my opinion yeah. you know um and then, yeah actually and then um you know since i didn't really have musicians in my family or anything I didn't really know you know to learn about music I would just go to the library and take out the best cassettes and then CDs and just try and learn from that what was your mom's music in the back when you were in the back seat of the car what were you singing to okay well you remember the movie the mission okay here we go yeah so the last of the Mohicans the mission yeah. Okay, so the soundtrack for the mission, and there's all those like the little boys, and they sing really high. Um, uh, yeah, that one, uh, Phantom of the Opera, of course. Um, and then you know, uh, am I am I like, guessing, or is that like Ennio Morricone in the mission? Yeah, I could be guessing. Yeah, sure. No, is it? It is. Okay, it is. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then there was stuff, you know, she, she took me to a rock cuisine concert. And a rock cuisine concert? Shit. Yeah, that was purely for her and all the other women her age. Yeah, Helen, sweet, sweet oh. Helen things you do. Sweet, sweet Let's Helen. Crazy about you. You. Right, then he breaks into the French. Pourquoi yeah. tu pars rest ici? Singing a love song about his wife. Oh my God. These women were just losing it i presented him when i worked in ottawa I, like we uh we did a concert with him and he i'm actually we're I, another interview coming up uh 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 industry tactic tacticians is an interview with the bass player in rock Vazine's band so stay tuned yeah. for that this is getting more exciting by the minute we're connecting oh the dots wow. yeah, yeah, he's real deal he is real deal I'm really excited. I mean, he, he didn't play a, behind the scenes. This is inside scoop here. You're hearing it here mm. first. He had an electronic electric keyboard that he boxed into a, like a, 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 he toured with a piano shell. It's still, I'm like really outing. His wow. Name. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. So it's like a full on hollow piano box to give the vibe that he's playing a real, like a uh, grand piano. But inside it is just like a Kawhi or like wow. a electric keyboard. Yeah. Huh. Industry tactics. Wow. Smart dude. Pretty smart. He knew show business. That's for damn sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so, so, okay. So you're listening to Rock Vazine. You're getting oh, yeah. a, a nice diet, though. A nice diet in your early years, it sounds like. Yeah. Were your yeah, parents like supportive of your you being musical, you getting into this? It sounded like it. They're sending you for lessons um, and such. Yeah, mom was um yeah, so I was born in Scarborough and my parents split when I was, I don't know, four or five or something. Okay, okay. And mom moved us to the Ottawa Valley. 
Okay. Um, so yeah, mom was um, pretty adamant that, or not adamant, you know, you know, when you're young and your parents are really trying to get you to do something and mm -hmm. makes you kind of rebel and resist and get sure. resentful, but really they just see a lot of promise in you and are trying to keep you from fucking up your life and to, you know, yeah, yeah. Be the best you you can be. So anyway, yeah. that's that's uh she was really really uh hoping you know, my whole family was thinking that you you kind of you sing and then you go on the show and then people hear you sing and then you became you become really famous, right? That's how it mm -hmm. works. <laughs> um so when they kind of learned that, you know, it just kind of uh locked me into a prison of poverty for the rest of my life uh they <laughs> they here we go they're like yeah sorry for the pressure you can be anything you want to be yeah you know, yeah, but yeah by then it was too late you know i'm right now, here so. we are here, here we, are. we are yeah um w did you have si do you have siblings i have an older brother and yeah. um and i have a half sister okay mm -hmm. and uh did they were they exposed to music in a similar way? Like how did, how did it work for them versus you? Did you, were you picking up on those differences? Um, no, no one else really played. Are they in prison now or? Unbelievably, my brother is not. Um, it was touch and go for a while. No, just yeah. kidding. He, uh, he was a classic teenage yeah. guy doing all sorts of stuff, making mom mm -hmm. worry. Mm -hmm. um no he's he's quite well he's a successful carpenter in calgary okay. yeah. in where? and where in where in calgary calgary okay yeah so um, yeah wow listen then you get into do you do post-secondary or like you're 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 yeah so i went well, you see, there was this condition that um, I had to go to school for music, but I didn't want to. Um, but uh, so I you went. You had to. You had to. <laughs> yeah, that was the condition for, um, fuck, I shouldn't be saying all this stuff. Um, it's great. We'll edit it, it was, all out. Okay. There is a lot of pressure for me to pursue it in post-secondary. Okay. Just from? because there had, uh, from my family. Just okay. To, um, because there had been so much invested in me up to that point, you know, okay. I understand. Okay. Got it. And Got it. Uh, so, yeah, I was lucky to get a scholarship to Wilfrid Laurier. Um, oh. So I did my first year in, in uh, vocal performance there. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, and yeah, when I was done the first free year, I I transferred and I went to Dow and I got a degree in international development. Um, in, in, in Dow is in, uh, in, in, uh, Nova Scotia. Yeah. Halifax, Dalhousie. Yep. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It was in, great. in what? In international who? Development. What's that all about? Well, it's this thing where, all these well-meaning people want to help the world and help people uh, in countries that are less fortunate. And uh, so we learn about um, 
development and okay okay international development um with an eye to 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 help and so so what what what's your intent there what do you what do you want to like how how did you want to how do you want to apply that like what well i i pursued it because it it kind of incorporated my love of travel and of um you know, helping people. I was always yeah. in a youth group doing volunteer work and stuff. Love it. Love it. Um, so I where does that, that come from? Be... It was that like, was that instilled from someone um, else, like mom or dad or what? No, it was just, I did it through the United church. I'm not religious or anything, but my mom thought we were going to hell and she made us get christened when we were in our teens. And, uh, and so we, at the United Church, we made the youth group kind of cool because we got oh. all our friends to join it. Oh, wow. Um, and so we went down to Mexico to do volunteer work and okay. Uh, okay. did lots of different stuff, working with refugees and stuff. Wow. Um, wow. So, yeah, after I graduated, I went to Nepal and live in Kathmandu, working at uh, an orphanage for four months or so and and worked at different ones through um bangladesh and india wow wow so this is a big part i didn't know any of this about you this is a big part of of who you are eh? and and um Mm -hmm. i love it i love it um do you connect the dots with all of that international development work and music at any point um for sure i mean I'm sure you know this, like we're going through the motions and everything now, but what we're lacking is the connection like that we create between people when we play music with each mm-hmm. other or for people or whatever. Mm-hmm. And working with people, it's, it's the same concept, like building these connections and, you know, mm-hmm. feeling the connection between each other. It's why I love, you know, kids and dogs. They're just instantly ready and willing to connect with you yeah nice nice nicely put nicely put apart from the dog part um you don't like dogs no no i understand i'm getting to understand them a little more as i age but um, did one bite you in the face or something no but i think i was raised to it is an interesting thought to uh like my mom is not a dog lover she has a theory that all dog owners have intercourse with their dogs. That's extreme. That's my mom. That and I, I've always believed it. So it too far. That's my mom. You always believed that. Yeah, I, I still kind of keep it in the back of my mind that it's like nah, I don't know what the what's going on here. They're picking up this shit outside, pretending everything is normal what's going on inside the house right yeah. okay well yeah i mean anyway we don't need I, to get into can't that get on board there but yeah the picking up shit thing i do find very odd it's weird it's a weird dance they do together yes, i grew up in the country and there's a lot in the city that's you know it's pretty yeah. bizarre yeah um anyway, you don't you don't dog shit yeah you don't own dogs do you you don't own a dog i would love to i know all the dogs in my neighborhood they know oh, okay I know their names. Wow. Fuck. Really? That's yeah, amazing. Of course they do. That's amazing. And, so you treat um, them, you treat the dogs in your neighborhood like, like they, like they matter. 
That's fascinating to me. Like I've, I've, Everything matters. I do know a couple of dogs in my neighborhood. I won't say that I'm like one of a few of them really strike me as beautiful, you know? Oh. One of them is uh, Cosmo. He's a beautiful dog. He uh-huh. barks at me all the time. Ooh. So let's get into it. Let's get into it. Enough about dog talk. But yes, so you're an international development. I didn't I didn't realize that. So yeah, and you're right. Like I like the correlation between music and international development. Um, so many similarities in why we do it, you know, I think it is to connect with, with humans, all of this work. Right. So, Mm -hmm. um, so you come back to Toronto at some point after a quite a bit of travel, it sounds like. Yeah. Um, well, actually after that, I moved to Calgary and was there for the boom, you know, just to make a bunch of money. Uh, and then blow it all, of course, because because that's what Calgary, that's what Alberta yeah. does. Yeah, uh, and then drove to Halifax, and uh, whoa, whoa, and then uh, I was supposed to just sing backup on someone's album, and you know, at this point, I'm not doing any music, and uh, but you still got that golden voice, right? You're you're keeping it. Well, kinda... training helps, you know, it gives you good bass. Yeah. And uh, yeah, so, you know, life happens and I just stayed there and was living in a house full of musicians. And they said, well, you know, can you, do you want to write anything? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I don't know. So I just tried and we recorded it. And then that was my first album in 2008. Okay. Um, And then, fuck, you know, I was, I was in it then. I had a city, I had to be a musician. You just jumped into it. You're living in the right house and the house influenced you and the, and the humans in that house influenced you. And you put out this record. Yeah. Um, yeah I was living with um, the um, members of the Guthries. I don't know if you remember sure, that. Sure. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. The Murray brothers. And, and this yeah, is, this so is, I had lots of musicians at my disposal. This is big deal. 2016. It comes out. No, that was, that's, no, I've, um, you've been at this much uh, longer than that, much longer than that. That one. I know I'm going to age myself. That's fine. Uh, 2008. Holy shit. Eight years prior to that, you put out your first record. Okay. Yeah. And then 2010, I put out a self-titled one Yeah. and then 2016 was big deal. What, um, so a six-year gap there. Did, what was going on? I'm always I'm always fascinated by that. Like what uh, life was going on, right? You're learning things. Yeah. Well, I moved back. I moved to back Toronto. and I moved to Ottawa. Well, yeah. The, That's when you moved, moved to Ottawa. Okay. Yeah, I moved to Ottawa, um, and I don't know. I didn't. I've never known what I'm doing. You know. I, I love that. I love this. I love this. I have no idea what I'm doing. Industry uh, tactics. So, so what? Um, with that time in Halifax, was it good to you? Did it like it? It it kind of put you on this path a little bit more than you were on. Um. Yeah. For sure. Um. The scene in Halifax is great. Uh, yeah. Okay. And. Yeah. Um tight knit and everything and i mean maritimes are awesome people are maritimes are awesome yeah um, even the dogs but, there are more friendly 
but I have, you know, olive skin, you know, I need sunlight to live. Um, mm -hmm. And unfortunately, it didn't provide enough uh, for me. And I did find it a bit hard. Um, okay. they, they seemed impervious to like a month without seeing the sun, you know? Oh, yeah. It bother them. Okay, I didn't know I'd that. I'd be like face down on the ground. So I had to come back for mental okay. health. Okay. And uh, yeah, so I was in Ottawa. I don't know. I've had so many jobs. Did I tell you I was a, a death registrar in Halifax? Jesus Christ. Wrote death certificates? What? You know, I've been toying with an idea of making up uh like um it's probably not an idea that's gonna go anywhere but he, uh obituaries i don't like the mm. idea i don't like the idea what is this you're a death registrar that's mm -hmm. the title what with the town of uh of... i think i'm still like if you search me in linkedin i might still be listed as a death and registrar. that's the title death registrar yeah okay and what, what does that entail? Let's get into that. That's incredible. So, I've never even heard of this role before. They don't tell you that. Like your guidance counselor wasn't telling you about this job. No. I just, I'm, I'm detail-oriented, and I like, you know, spreadsheets and forms and stuff. Yeah. So I got this job. Um, and so in the morning, I go through the obituaries mm -hmm. and and the stack of, you know, reported deaths or whatever. And I try and fill in all the details, who the people are, when they died and stuff. And then I go through the medical examiner's report and mm -hmm. um, fill in all those details, causes of death and stuff. Time of death. Wow. Wow. Um, and, and then, and then it goes off for the official. Who are, you, who are you doing this for? Who's your employer? Like the city the of province, the, the province. province. Yeah. Wow. You, um, how long did you do that for? That seems pretty. Uh... Not long, a year. Did did that affect you in a, in any weird way? Like just reading about just being mm -hmm. around death so much in such a unique way? Like I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I've had a fair amount of experience in my life with it, so it wasn't you know a foreign concept. Mm -hmm. Um. But yeah, it could it could get hard. I mean, once every like three weeks or so, they would give us a day of writing birth certificates just to you know, boost our mood or whatever. Um, Fuck. But, but that's a really weird way to boost the mood. It's like here, <laughs> yeah. uh, you know, pivot to a couple of uh, weeks of birth certificates, then get right back to it. Yeah, and it was almost <laughs> worse, like seeing what teenagers were naming their babies. They don't Ew. come up with good uh, good names. That's incredible. Anyway, yeah, it was, um, it, it's taught me a lot. I don't know. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, made me think a lot, but at the, by the end of it and that point in my life, um, I, it was just kind of like a good day was, you know, if a bunch of people died of natural causes and that's like, Oh, I don't know if that's a good enough day for me anymore. I, you know, yeah, I, wanna, yeah. I need a higher bar. Um, wow. Yeah. Wow. It's not why I moved back or anything. Um, okay. But it was just another interesting 
And you were doing that in Ottawa with the government, with the government of Ontario. No, no, this is in Nova Scotia. Oh, that, oh, you were a death registrar in Nova Scotia. Okay. Yeah. I also worked for the concrete association of Canada. The, 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 the CAC. Yeah. You got to have a million jobs when you're, yeah, you know, know? yeah, yeah, totally. Always had a million jobs. I currently have about five jobs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's 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 interesting, eh? Like the, I think you're right. Like I, um, I got to know you actually as like a hey, this friend of mine does like, you know, um, you tend beer. yeah, you tend bar. You're you're a really yeah. uh, like you you do a lot. You, that's the the more I think about it, like how I got to know you over the years was like, you know, it it only became known later that it's like oh yeah, you're a musician and you do all kinds of other stuff. Um, I, I, I am fascinated by that. Like the idea of like picking up, but the, the death registrar job is awesome. Thank you for sharing that. I would have never thought, you know, but like, I didn't even know that role existed, but um, the weird jobs we do along the way to make ends meet or, or meet ends. Mm-hmm. But like, how, how do you, uh, what are some other weird jobs along the way that you can share the CAC um, the Canadian no, the Concrete Association of Canada. What the fuck I, is that all about? Like, just like Concrete Association. Yeah. What do they I, need to? Why did? Why does Concrete need an association? Like Concrete workers. I don't even know. I was cement the workers. Administrative assistant. And so you're like you, you? What you'd answer the phone going? You got the cack. Welcome yeah. to the cack. Yeah, exactly. You yeah. didn't even know what they did. Um. I don't know. No. <laughs> yeah, who cares? Yeah. Did their books and I answered oh, the yeah. calls. Did their books. Um, I did their books. Yeah. What else did I do? Oh, I um I looked after a herd of sheep. You looked after a herd of sheep. Yeah, you Amazing. know it's, it's where, really where? Weird. I've been kind of randomly asked a couple times by people um oh, like, oh excuse me, uh do you uh, drive a tractor and what do you or, say you know excuse me do you um do you know how to look after sheep we always say yes because oh you know if you think about like if you think about it why can't i drive a tractor well it's just because i don't know yet so you mm-hmm. say yes and they figure it out right wow industry so- tactics with <laughs> kelly sloan so you always say yes to the gig, no matter what, if it's like uh, you being a shepherd. Yeah, or... I mean, I'm not an idiot if they say, can you fly this spaceship? I'm not going to. Sure, sure, sure. You got you your know. limits. Yeah, yeah maybe. but, um, <laughs> you know, can I drive a tractor? Well, I can't yet, but, you know, you say yes. And then I read the owner's manual and figured it out. So where are you be, uh, shepherding? This was in the Ottawa Valley. Ottawa Valley, um, like right between Eganville and Stittsville. You just shepherd like them in, in between the little. Like right? the Upper Dwyer Hill Road around there, Ashton. Wow. Know, these how many, how many, uh, how many sheep are you herding and what does that entail? Um, there was about 30 or so. Wow. Um, wow. So they have to be moved from pasture to pasture. Um, That's beautiful. 
yeah, you let them out in the morning and they go to feed. And then at night they have to be taken into the field with the donkey because the donkey looks after them, right? Oh, I what, what do you mean, right? I don't know this. Come on. Donkeys are, are super protective. So often you'll see one donkey oh. with a bunch of animals and because they'll oh. fight coyotes to the death. Oh, wow. You know, wow. Wow. Protect. Wow. Wow. Yeah. My grandpa, gone as well, always said that donkeys are where it's at. Like they're good, uh, they're good animals. They're a noble beast. They're clean. He he always used to say yeah. it's good to eat their meat. Like uh, that's why we wow. we ate mortadella because yeah. it's donkey and uh, yeah. and it's very clean animal. I didn't realize it was so protective of the sheep. I had no idea. I would have thought like a dog or something like this. Sheep, no, they'll do it in. Um... Uh, they'll protect horses and oh, you know, wow. it's good to have one donkey, you know? Oh, wow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so when you let the sheep out in the daytime, are you just reading a book like all day? They don't really say what shepherds do all day long. Like I had an aunt who was a shepherd, never got to ask her what she would do when the sheep are out on the hill or whatever. Like, are you yeah, I mean, I'm sure lots of people have naps in the grass or whatever but yeah, neglect I know, I neglectful collect, collect eggs and uh, stack wood and collect like egg okay 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 so you're letting them out you're, it's not like you're you're traveling like kilometers with them no oh, okay 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 wow that is amazing and you and know that- what is interesting is i never even thought about it but they all have different voices sheep i just yeah i just figured they all sounded like sheep you know but yeah some of them sound like you know. Eh, some sound like. Eh, ah, yeah, some yeah, sound yeah. like. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. They're all like individual. Vern or something. Yeah, yeah they're yeah. all individual. Hey, and some um, of them. Yeah. Don't follow each other, which I also. Oh, individuals. Yeah. Oh wow. There, there wow. were a few individual sheep. Yeah. This is great. You're hearing it here first. An inside Wait, scoop. Anything music? Sorry. Oh, who cares? You're, you're, we're having the right conversation yeah. here with Kelly Sloan. Let's let's cut to some of your music from that 2016 release. Uh, sure. Um, I'd like to play um, Tracers. Can you set that one up for us? Sure. Um, when I lived in Ottawa, um, it was a shithole. And uh, um, a raccoon would pry open the window and break in and uh, I woke up within a bed a number of times with me and um so he kind of inspired the song um just this fucking raccoon that we named Richard who would never leave here comes now tracers
Well, that's great. That's great that the raccoon's name was Richard. Um, beautiful stuff. Beautiful stuff, Kelly. And um, and and so you've you you between 2010 and 2016, you were living life, but you come back to the city. Uh, you, when do you come back to Toronto? What what year? Oh, I have no idea. Yeah. What year is it now? Yeah, 2021. 2021. I so must come have, back. Have I been here for like five years or something, maybe? Yeah, maybe. I think you were fresh to the city when you started Tendon Bar, like on my end. Yeah, probably. But, yeah. Holy shit. I, I, that must have been around then, yeah. Yeah. 2016, 2017. So, so freshy. So, um, how does you, how does your music career? What happens from there? Like, what? Where do you go with it? I know you've got this uh, on this trio that you're working with, uh, Daniel Romano. How does how does how do all these things kind of sh- take shape? Um. Yeah. Okay, are these relationships Toronto. like are these relationships you're building as you've gotten here in 2016 17 around then or what not really i mean i'm fairly anti-social not not on purpose just because i'm yeah. shy but uh um what happened in toronto yeah met some people you know what i found about toronto was uh i thought that it would be a lot um more cliquey or harder to break into. I was really surprised by how nice oh, okay. everyone in the music community was. That's nice to hear. I wasn't it's sure. Really where, welcoming. Where you, yeah, I wasn't sure where you were going to go with that statement. I, I was going in a positive direction. I was. I yeah, really I, I believe it. I'd have been. I wouldn't have been surprised if you said the opposite, though. I mean, I guess it's no, everyone's. It's I, everyone's. Uh, it's everyone's path. Everyone's different experience. So who, who takes you in as like, oh yeah, join our little family. You know? Hmm. Well, you, of course. I mean, not that you knew I was even a musician. You thought I was a bartender, but... Um, I like that. I like that. That was a good start, though. And look where we are now, you know? Yeah. Yeah. In our, um, own, little, in our own little prisons. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Okay. Well, um, that little trio album you're talking about with uh, Daniel Romano and Dave Nardi. Um, it was a project they came up with, and I had met Dan um, a couple years ago, but just like smoking outside, you know, not anything musical. And uh, yeah, and, but th- um, those moments, those moments are important, aren't they? The, sm- the smoking outside. They don't talk enough about how that's like. I really don't want to glorify it, but no, 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 no. Like, yeah, yeah, it exactly. happens. Exactly. Um, exactly. So, yeah, I guess he just, uh, he had this collection of songs that, um, you know, were kind of in the vein of 60s British folk, um, you know, the Celtic bass. Um, Yeah, yeah. And I don't know, I guess he had remembered me talking about, you know, the Irish background and whatever, um, uh, because I sing a lot of Celtic stuff as well. um, yeah, I, the Ottawa Valley is very Irish, yes. Scottish, and um, yeah. Uh, so we have big Celtic festivals and all that. And oh wow! I wow. still do, you know, a six-hour gig every um, St. Patrick's Day and stuff. Holy um, shit! Uh, 
yeah. So he just, I guess he remembered that and gave me a call and said, do you want to sing this album? And oh, like a man. good business person, I said, um, let me think about it. See if it fits into my schedule. No, you did it. I waited a day and said, yes. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, no, yeah. Of course. I was so yeah. excited to do it because, um, you know, doing, doing, uh, classical music and folk music you know traditional uh celtic music and stuff it's sometimes mm. hard to you know all the stuff i listened to was you know um rock or blues or or jazz or something um mm. and it was hard to figure out where i fit in this you know mm-hmm. with this you know my voice is sounds classical it sounds um clean or whatever and i wanted badly to sound nasty you know like lucinda <laughs> mm-hmm. williams or something for a while and so it was nice at this point in my life to get the opportunity to go back to that stuff and mm-hmm. really you know and sing it um i don't know be able to sing it well and 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 believe in it at this point not feel any sort of shame about it or anything yeah yeah and the songs are great and um yeah that's all those musicians yeah that's all original material then written by daniel romano and and or how does how did that come to be yeah i think i think there's a lot of traditional stuff in there adapted or whatever oh okay, okay but also original yeah i don't know uh dave nardi is he a bass player he plays in Daniel's band. Oh, okay. He's an amazing guitar okay. player. Oh, he's a yeah. guitar player. Yeah. They're all yeah. very uh all very talented. Well, let's let's set up a track. Let's hear the alias ensemble. So this came out last year? Yeah, in the summer. So beautiful. It's so beautiful. And man, your your voice, yeah, I wasn't really sure what was going on there and now you're bringing it to life for me the the um the the uh what is that a gaelic tickle <laughs> it's not gaelic uh, what the, the little trills yeah 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 he said to go full full trill Th- those were the instructions you went full trill it's really special it's really Thank special you. i don't know i don't know where to put it, where to place it. Like, I was like, wow, what does this sound like? It's, it's really unique. Um, it, it is hard to, to, to place, but yeah, um, yeah. it's nice. It's a good, I want to be able to sing anything and what I don't want to pigeonhole myself. I like singing, you know? Amen. Amen. Do you, what's your like favorite track on the record? What do you want to hear? Oh shit. I don't even know what they're called. Um, I like the hummingbird waltz. Oh, good, because that one was. I don't know if anyone, everyone's gonna listen to and go, oh my God, like needles in the ears. But it's it was the most fun to sing for me right right of on. all the songs. Uh, I learned it an octave down, and when I showed up, he said, "No, sing it an octave up." So oh, neat, um, neat. It was neat, neat. yeah, it was really fun. Oh wow, where did you record this? Uh, his, his place in Welland. I think it was in Welland. Yeah. Here it comes now, the Alias Ensemble featuring Kelly Sloan singing the Hummingbird Waltz. 
special it's nice to hear like i like those connections and how organic they form you know you outside a, a venue kind of getting to know someone and and the next thing you know you're getting the call you know yeah yeah it was really lucky and um and i'm glad that it worked out you know, oh my god like that he didn't call did me ever. and like i've got a goat voice or something <laughs> yeah <laughs> well you, you're own, you're your own special goat right yes thank you with your own unique uh, lamb voice, or is it goat or lamb? Well, I don't know. I don't I don't know. know. Like, no, don't sheep, know. sheep, sheep. Sorry, sheep. Oh, that's what we're talking about. That's what I was trying, going Hard for. Hard to there, connect but... all these pieces. Yeah, I know, right? I know. We yeah, went like... out to outer space a few times. We did, we did. We did go out to outer space a few times, which is fine by me. Yeah. Um, you're, you're, uh, 
how have you been handling the uh, great pause that's upon us, the situation here with quarantined and being separated from uh, many humans and all, all of this shit that's going on? Um, hmm. How are you coping? What are you, what's going on? You're working five um, jobs, you said. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, I don't, idleness doesn't suit me. Um, mm. It doesn't do me any favors either. Um, You'd be traveling probably, maybe? Yeah, I just, I like working a lot. I like staying busy. Um, mm-hmm. So when, you know, when we had, uh, an ef- did we have an effective lockdown at some point? I don't remember. Um, anyway. Who knows? It's all, <laughs> it's all confusing. Um, I was stuck at home for a while. And yeah. man, I'm tired. I, I think I went through the same roller coaster that everybody did, you know, mm-hmm. first, you know, realizing that, oh yeah, everything I've done and all the energy I've put into this career has mm-hmm. boiled down to me being non-essential. Fuck. There and, you go. You know, that's hard that's- to swallow. And then, but it's not, it's not, um, because we're all dying inside and that's proof that it is important, you know, uh, Mm -hmm. because we're Mm -hmm. lacking it right now. Mm Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm fine. I'm my, I'm, my body's moving. I'm making motions. I'm completing tasks, Mm -hmm. but, uh, Mm -hmm. um, I don't feel very deeply right now, you know? Yeah. Like there's a part of me that's a bit dormant and I'm not panicking cause it will come back. We're, we're going to explode and we're going to like cry and hug each other and spit mm. on each other at some point. And it's going to be <sighs> fucking amazing. Yeah. That's the spirit. That's the spirit. Yeah. It's just not right now. Yeah. Yeah. And that's yeah. okay. And yep. also, I want to say, like, if people are not feeling creative right now, mm-hmm. that is totally fine. Because we don't have a whole lot of new inspiration right now. And yeah, we're, not we're, moving. Yeah. we're not seeing new things. And um, we're that's not such a deep connections. And yeah, thank you for, for saying that. I was like, I think the first. Few waves of this thing, we we were hearing that that being said quite a bit. Like, hey, if you're not writing a book, it's cool, it's fine, you know. But like, the, you're right on reflecting on like the the fact that like, I was almost hearing that too much. Where I was like, okay, fuck, enough. Yeah. If you're not creating writing a book, write one. That's that's what I'm gonna say of that. But it's like, no, I hear you loud and clear on that front. Is like, we're not experiencing that. Like you're not, you're not, you're not going out on weirdo tours. You're not seeing, like you're seeing, uh, the art's very different right now, isn't it? Like it's very different. I'm seeing it in my own work. I'm seeing it in everyone's work. It's like this fucking, uh, circle that we're going in, you know, is like, it's, it's kind of showing, eh? It's like, it's really the rhythm of right now is really interesting. And, um, yeah, no, that, that's well put. It's, it's well put is that we're not seeing enough or at least it's not a diverse. It's not, um, it, it's, it's definitely, uh, 
in a in a in a in a it's like a skipping record kind of situation where like i don't know what what the hell art is going to come out of this era and it'll be deep it will be deep i think like i yeah. you know yeah but it might be after we're released that's it that that's it. it that's it or like and the sound of right now is like yeah. like I'm hearing all kinds of that coming out of your end. And I don't give a shit. I can hear you just fine. I think you said earlier that you yeah. studied at the Royal Conservatory. I think that's what you said. But I mean, yeah, you know, it is what it is. We're 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 talking through whatever microphones and we have. Um whatever Wi-Fi we have. Yeah. It's a miracle we're connecting right now, you know, as well. It's true. What um are you you're releasing some music in the middle of all this mess though? So how does how does that come to be? Like what what have you managed to kind of um figure out during this time? Um well, to be honest, I mean, this was this is an album I had ready to be released. Um I recorded yeah. it with Jeff McMurick um and uh so in the interim, while we can't tour and promote it, yeah, uh, yeah, I'm releasing the singles to get everyone, you know, just mm-hmm. going crazy excited. And mm-hmm. then mm-hmm. by the time I can play shows, they'll be sold out at, you know. There we go. Room co- person capacity. There we go. Just there we go. Up. Yeah. There we go. Um, that like working with Yeah, Jeff so this is, this is the new stuff. Okay. okay. Um, it's good. He's, he's, um, he's, he's, I really appreciate working with him. He's, uh, um, you know, dark and sarcastic and I just fucking love that. I just uh-huh. get such a kick out of it. Cause I'm mm-hmm. like that too, but I have to censor myself all the time, you know, cause mm-hmm. some people don't get it. And so, <laughs> it's great. And his, his ears are golden. Um, and so he makes, the uh, Jennifer Castle's albums, uh, mm-hmm. and, and a lot of other people, you know, he works with us girls and, um, cool name job, whatever, blah, blah, blah. Um, and, but it was Jennifer Cal- Castle's albums in particular that I heard and I thought, wow, she's got this beautiful, uh, mm-hmm. clean folky voice, mm-hmm. uh, with the vibrato, um, but her songs are treated in this psychedelic way. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. They're yeah. folky but psychedelic, and that's that combination really spoke to me because, like I said, I never really felt like I fit into either camp or either world. Um, yeah, nice. And uh, and I liked that mix, um, so I specifically sought him out and and asked if he'd want to work with me, and luckily wow. he agreed. Wow. And, uh, so, yeah. Hey, that's special. So you did the, you specifically sought him out. Very deliberate move in your career. This is not you fluking upon someone outside of a venue, which is great too, right? It, it happens in many different ways, but this is you like, I like this sound. I want to go after something here. I think w- this will be a great pairing. What do you think? And he was into it. Yeah. Yeah. And that's another thing I'd I'd like to say, like, if, um, if you're looking for, you know, people to work with or whatever, always aim 
Yeah, higher. go for it. Go for it. Go for it. Go for, like, you know, why not? Why not? That's going to happen. They're not going to reply. Hey, you know, you know, so, you know, can you drive a tractor? Can you, yeah. can you, hey, 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 can you take care of the, this herd of 50 sheep? I'm starting to see a bit of a pattern in the way that you roam the earth. You know, it's like, and, and you put the asks out, you, you're not afraid to do that. And I think that leads to special experiences, right? And so this one is, is, is another example I of that. I hope so, yes. Yeah, well done, yeah. well done. Um, thanks for Thank sharing you. that. That to, that to me is like um, a really nice lesson for any listener thinking about well, how to, and no matter what stage you're at in your career is to always think that way of like, Hey, who do I really want to work with? You know, and, and go for it. The worst thing that you can get from it is a, is a no response or it doesn't work out, but you got, I think you got to kind of put your, yourself forward. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, you, you can't be good at everything, but knowing who to ask yeah. is, is a skill in itself. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So you have a whole record done with Jeff then? Yeah. What's it going to be called? Like, do you have oh, it? Boy. I don't know. Oh, well, that's cool. That That's cool. So, so you're like, you're releasing singles, but you don't actually know like what it will look like as an album when it's, it's done. It's kind of done, but. Yeah, it's recorded. Um, Pre-pandemic recording. Is that the idea? Yeah. So where did you record it? Uh, at his, uh, at that studio up on Salem, uh, like DuPont and okay. uh, there's probably a name for it. You know, I don't know any, wow. I don't, wow. I don't know what's going on. You just, sh- you just show up to, I don't know who these people are. Sometimes people are like, Hey, this is a big studio, big yeah. deal. Yeah. yeah. I don't know anything. Doesn't matter. Great. Great. I like that. I like that. Well, your brain is retaining what it needs to, right? Yeah. Um, can we play the new track? Yeah. Here it comes now, Tangled. How do you want to set this up? Who plays on that track? Oh, God. Uh, what did I just say? I don't know anything. Um, um I play piano. Okay. I, I think Kieran Adams is on this, on drums. Kieran Adams on the drums, beautiful drummer. Oh. Well, I went to school I'm, with Kieran. Oh, yeah. Shout out to Kieran Adams. Yeah. Mike Smith on bass, and he did all the string arrangements. Wow. Um, And then we had we had a four piece string section. Holy smokes. So how did is who put this band together? Is that this is the most expensive song (laughs) is the most expensive song. Is it who put this band together? Um, That kind of collaborative. Yeah. You and Jeff or yeah? yeah. Mm-hmm. That's great. That's great. Here it comes now. Tangled, freshly cut from the new upcoming release of Kelly Sloan. How exciting. Here it is. To you, 
That was a be- that's a beautiful tune. Um, I'm really excited for you in terms of what this means and this collaboration with Jeff and 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 this new direction for you. Um, and yeah, you. I, I like the uh, that sense of hope of like this is going to develop while we're in this lockdown, and then boom, when it's done, like move move forward, you know? Yeah, yeah. We have short term memories as humans and. We forget that, you know. Yeah, that there was some 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 uh real challenge here, some some darkness. Yeah, but there's always darkness and then resilience. Always- resilience. Yeah. Right? Um you you're a wise soul. What um what do you want to leave our listeners with in the way of nuggets or was that the one or was that the one this short-term memory business and the resilience of humanity well that's pretty good i'd say that's pretty fucking good (laughs) yeah just just um you know no one knows what we're doing Mm -hmm. um but just keep doing it and uh we're all fine and we're all gonna be fine i like it i like it well thank you i can't wait to lick everybody (laughs) safe to do so (laughs) yeah yeah i like it you know? yeah yeah i mean that, that's that's connection you just randomly okay, licking exactly. like that's dog work right there i like it i like it yeah all right kelly sloan thank you for making time it's been a pleasure thank you very much for having me wasn't that a charming conversation thank you again kelly for everything that you shared and uh, for being the artist that you are. To learn more about Kelly's work, go to kellysloan.ca. Thanks again for listening to the podcast and supporting us however you do it. You can tweet us at Industry Tactics. If you're still spending time in that wasteland, that dump known as Twitter, otherwise go to friendlyrich.com. 
and you'll find uh, access to all of my work there. But thank you for supporting this podcast. Next week, episode 113 is a wonderful chat I had with Kenny Bridges from Monin. So stay tuned for that and stay safe, everybody. We'll see you again very soon. Bye for now.